through 25 seasons. Hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. So since starting Jenny Craig, Valerie Bertinelli has lost a total of 47 pounds. Valerie, come on out here. commercials really are true. They are true. Yes. They are true. Yes, I love my Jenny. You love your Jenny. How long have you been on it? I started March 8th of uh, 2007. Uh-huh. And how long did it take you to lose 47 pounds? I lost the first 40 in the first year. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just been did it recently. Did take a year? Did it take a year About to lose About a year, 40? maybe a little bit less. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember, actually. Well, before joining Jenny Craig, Valerie weighed 172 pounds. Oh, hello. <laughs> I know, in the before, it's always without, you know, the makeup and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, so, and you're wearing, like, a little schmata I would there. wear schmatas like that all the time. I'd wear really tight leggings and big old schmatas, thinking I was covering something. Yeah. And how has it changed the way you feel about yourself? It's, it's still, for me, very new. This is the longest I've ever kept weight off before. What, so I'm years? still, Yeah, so yeah. I'm still kind of, wow, is this really happening? Am I going to be able to do this? Have you gotten the completely new wardrobe yet? You've done that. Well, I still have a lot of clothes in my closet I really shouldn't have. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. Why? I, why? Yeah. Just, Dad, I want to say just in case, but I don't think so, because I really think I got it conquered this time. Uh-huh. So, but I, I won't know if I've conquered maintenance till the day I die, basically. Okay, so do you ever eat anything that's not Jenny? Yeah. Non-Jenny thing? Dinner last night. I had dinner last night. I had a, a salmon and some veggies and a glass of champagne. So, yeah. Okay. Valerie recently did something with her new body that she <laughs> said she'd never, ever, ever do. That's what she said. And then she looked at herself and said, I'm looking pretty good. (laughs) And our cameras were there. So let's take a look. This is something I said I would never do. I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) What the hey, right? Last year at this time, no, I was adamant I was not getting in a bikini. You don't wear a bikini when you're a certain age. You just don't. I'm 47. A nice, you know, respectable one piece, that's fine. So if you see me in a bikini, slap me. So I started thinking, okay, what's wrong with wearing a bikini? Why can't I wear a bikini? I look better than I've looked in, in quite a few years, so why not? What am I afraid of? Really, it's just a bathing suit. I mean, get over it, Valerie. I want to be an inspiration. I seriously believe I can do this, anybody can do this, because you just have to switch your mindset. If my weight loss has done anything, it's encouraging other women to take care of themselves, too, and that is a complete honor. If I can help anybody else out there feel better about themselves, then that's all, that's all I need. You want a little sneak peek? A little sneak peek? Don't slow-mo. <laughs> Are you really excited? Give a big smile. Yeah, I'm so excited. I can't tell you how excited I am. Here we go. Marker. 
I haven't worn one of these in 30 years. Now, nothing's stopping me. Action. Check, check, check. If I must be honest, it was freaking torture. I just felt naked. But I think sometimes you just kind of feel naked and do it anyway. <laughs> Fantastic. You look great. Really great. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Your abs look so great. So you obviously are working out. Lots of sit-ups. Lots, Lots of sit-ups. Sit I, I just got this old school workout, push-ups, sit-ups, tricep dips, and it works. Anybody can do this at home. Wow. I do it at home. Now, is it, I mean, listen, living your life in public and losing weight in public, do you feel a certain pressure? I, the pressure is to keep it up, and, and, um, but I think this is a body that is totally attainable. It's a, this, the weight I was when Wolfie was in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, look, I got hips. I got a little, you know, little muffin top on the back. It's, anybody can have that body. You do enough sit-ups, mm -hmm. and, and you just make it. I made a decision every day, I'm going to work out today. And there's some days that I just don't feel like doing it, and I don't. But more often than not, I get up and I get on that treadmill that I want to shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. I just get on and do it. The well, first 20 minutes are the hardest. Well, bravo to you. I don't know that I have ever felt attractive in my entire life. And that is, that's the truth. I think being in the public eye my entire life, weight has always been an issue because our industry makes it an issue. I remember um, doing an Andy Williams show with my family, and I was standing around a corner, and I heard two of the producers come up and say, you know, the, the family's amazing. How do we get rid of the fat sister? And I was 10, I think, at the time, and it was devastating. I remember I went into the bathroom, I closed the stall, and I sat there and cried. I started dieting at age 10. By the time I was 14, we did the pilot for the Donnie and Marie uh, variety show. I was down to about 110 pounds and I was feeling really thin. Shortly after that, I was taken out into a parking lot uh, by producers and, and told that if I didn't lose more weight, that the show would be canceled. And so I went from about 110 pounds down to 93 pounds, which was absolutely stupid. I tried everything from diet pills, to starving myself, to bulimia, you name it, I tried it. Where I put on most of my weight, my solid weight, was after I gave birth uh, to my son and I had marital issues and all of a sudden my mother got sick and she had a stroke and it was just too much. I'm a single mom, I have eight children, I'm working full time and I was getting worn out and I ate for the energy. And all of a sudden one day I woke up and I was no longer a size 2-4, I was a 12-14 and I, I couldn't see it in the mirror. I didn't want to see it. Two years ago, Marie Osmond hit her highest weight of 165 pounds. She's now 45 pounds lighter. Come on out, Marie Osmond. <laughs> it had been such an uh, ongoing struggle for you? Well, you know, I think that... To it... be pulled out in the parking lot at 110 pounds and told you have to lose weight and yeah. drop down to 93? Well, I think that that's the industry. We hear it in our magazines. Our girls are inundated with it. It's, you know, you see the Twiggy models and it's like you have to be emaciated to be accepted in society. And I'm a very small frame. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, I mean, even... 100... How tall are you? I'm 5'5". Five five. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like a size 2-4. That's, that's a real healthy size for me. So it was, you know, there were a lot of head trips. And 
thank heavens I had an amazing mother. Mm -hmm. And yet you don't listen to her because she was overweight most of her life. And I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be accepted. But still, I mean, every week I was standing by Raquel Welsh and Cheryl Teagues and Cheryl Ladd and all these people. And I would go. And I also, and as a young 14 girl. and yes. looking really stupid. <laughs> and I think that girls do that. Women do that. Don't we all compare? We compare our worst to everybody's best. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an unfortunate thing. And so this time around, why Nutrisystem? Well, you know what's interesting about that is I studied all the programs that were out there because I realized that I was at my rock bottom and I needed to do something. My mother on her deathbed, she said to me, Marie, don't do what I did. Can you imagine the last words your mother gave you? She said, I'm trapped in a shell of a body. I'm only, I'm only 79 years old. And she said, we weren't smart like you can be. Heart disease is terrible in my family. Mm. And I was showing every sign of it. Really, like what? Well, just, you know, you couldn't breathe. I remember I was out getting ready for a Christmas tour and I couldn't cross the stage without panting. My knees were hurting. But mostly it was that heart issue. And as I studied all the diets that were out there, Nutrisystem was heart healthy. Mm -hmm. It was sensible. I didn't want to go and weigh in front of somebody. Please, I'm enough in the public eye, right? Mm -hmm. And so I started Nutrisystem, um, you know, right before I did Dancing with the Stars. And, but Dancing um, with the Stars also changed your body, did it not? Well, the exercise absolutely opened. Yeah, yeah. But the thing you have to look at is everybody danced on that show. Yeah. But I'm the one that lost 45 pounds. And so. How long did it take you? Four months. Four months. That's blowing but it But I open. ate. And the biggest thing that they taught me is to eat again. Because I'm, I'm not interested in being skinny. But we're, you are. We're, we're going to go up and down. <laughs> well, you know what? It feels good. But Marie, good. but you are but now feel, But I stand by Donnie every day at the, at the Flamingo Hotel doing a show, and he's just this skinny guy. But, <laughs> but the, the, the fact is, is we all go up and down. We're women. We have hormones. We have hot flashes. You know, whatever. I did it because, because my, sorry, my oldest boy. I have eight children, nine if you count Donnie. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> my, <laughs> my oldest boy came to me, and he's he was uh, 23 at the time, and he said, "All of us got together, Mom, and we love you, and we want you to be around for our kids and grand, you know, your grandkids." And at the rate you're going, Mom, you're not going to. And we don't want you to be like Grandma. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. And so when your children say they love you that much and they want you in their life, you know, first I wanted to slug him. <laughs> and he, but he did say, no, he says, Mom, you're beautiful at any weight. Yeah. But you're not healthy. And, you know, here I am. I'm a single mom. I have eight kids. And I could sure use my mother in my life right now. And I, I just couldn't do that to them. And really, truly, don't you believe, I mean, we can do weight for many reasons. We can do it to look good or to get in those tiny little jeans. But health is the deal. I'm telling you, health is the only way. And not only health physically, but health mentally. Right. And you know what? The only reason I am, a, I'm a 2-4. I go up and down from a 2-4. I do it because, number one, my knees don't hurt anymore. I can dance out on stage every night and do my aerobics and get my exercise. I can ride bikes with my kid. I have a six-year-old daughter. Don't ask me why I did that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I love her. And you know what? How can I deny her? You can keep up. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. You look fantastic. Uh, love to see you guys in Vegas. My best to Donnie. Thank you. Marie has a new book, and it's called Might As Well Laugh About It Now. <laughs> 
in stores April 7th. Big, bold, and outspoken Star Jones made the switch from assistant district attorney to court TV correspondent back in 1991. Six years after that, she entered the talk show arena as one of the co-hosts on The View. While fans loved her quick wit and in-charge attitude, her weight was spiraling out of control. By 2003, Star reached 307 pounds and was considered morbidly obese. She made the drastic decision to secretly undergo gastric bypass surgery. As her weight began to melt off, Star never addressed it with her fans. In three years, she dropped 160 pounds. But as her waistline shrunk, so did her popularity with viewers. And in 2006, Star was let go from The View. Star Jones is here for the first time. Welcome, Star! <laughs> hey, little bit. Hey, honey. Finally. Finally. How are you? Thank you. You look great. Thank you, sir. You look terrific. Ah, Spanx. Spanx, yeah. <laughs> no, just own it, just own it. Yeah. Because we're talking today about losing weight in the public eye, and I don't think that anybody has had a more visible, more public, or traumatic experience than you. A hundred, at, at my thinnest, I had lost 165 pounds. You um, lost a, another whole person. Yeah, this... I used to carry you around on my back uh. and a couple of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. And what, you know what, Star, this is what used to always amaze me, though. When I'd watch you on The View, you always seemed so really genuinely confident and so happy about it. What I couldn't understand, you know, having struggled with my weight all my life, I would think, God, I wonder if I can ever get to that place where you seem so happy, even at 307. Was that real or was that something else? There was a, there's a difference between being happy when you're full-figured yes. and being happy when you're morbidly obese. Uh -huh. And I had given the audience full-figured star, full blast. Yeah. And when it changed to morbidly obese star, uh -huh. I didn't have the courage to let that mass down. Wow. I didn't have the courage to say, y'all, I ain't happy no more. Really I'm scared. So you started out. Didn't you gain like seventy-five pounds? In I a did year? when I first when I first started on uh, television. Yeah. I was between two ten and two twenty. Yeah. Uh, by the time I had the gastric bypass, I was three oh seven. I know the number for that day. Mm -hmm. I bet I was a little bit heavier at some point uh -huh. because you know you start a process of losing weight. Do you start before you do gastric bypass? You, you, you sort of start to think about food differently because mm -hmm. for the first eight weeks, you're going to be in a liquid diet. And so you want to make sure that you're not eating, you know, my favorite thing, double whoppers beforehand. Just even though you want to have a last meal. I'd read that you love double whoppers. I was going, is that true? Double whoppers? Really? Double whoppers with cheese, extra ketchup, extra mayonnaise, no pickles. <laughs> I still, For real. I still dream of it. Really? I do. I dream of it. Okay, so that when you were on, the, you you had reached a point that's you know really candid to say that you didn't have the courage to say I've gone from two ten to now. Were you watching yourself? Would you look at yourself on camera? I stopped watching. Yeah. Um, and I stopped listening. Uh, when I first got on the show, people would send notes, and some would be cruel, but for the most part. People would be supportive and, yeah. you're my girl. Yeah. Um, I was a girl's girl and a guy's best friend, so it was okay. 
Um, and then as I got bigger and bigger, the male turned nastier or concerned. We can hear you breathe uh -huh. was a lot of the male. Uh -huh. uh -huh. um, my crew was so kind that they would try to put the microphone as far away so that you wouldn't hear me do that. Literally gasping, gasping for, for the next breath. Uh huh. Um, so the big decision then to do gastric bypass came because of your health. I was dying. You were dying. Um, and but my 40th birthday, I had a group of friends. Mm -hmm. We celebrated together, and then my, didn't you all all go to an island? We, or something? we all did for my for 40 friends, 40. Yeah, 40, yeah. Uh, for I the think 40. I saw that in people. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. um, and then for, at 41, I had gained an additional. 75 pounds in one year. What was going on? I now know I was very depressed. I was lonely, and I didn't know how to say I'm lonely. It's one thing that I have learned in doing a bunch of research and self-analysis, uh -huh. that we in our community are ashamed sometimes to admit that our emotional health needs some help. Uh -huh. And I think that was the biggest thing. I was by myself, and it was my most successful year. Yes. But my loneliest year. And I found myself eating alone after the big party or uh, after But the you big were event. everywhere. You were at every party. You were at every opening. You were on the show every day. Well, you seemed to be so but I alive. Was, I was faking it. You were faking it. I was completely faking it. Yeah. Um, and it took me a long time to admit it to myself, and it's probably what scared me the most, why I didn't talk about it, is I was really ashamed that I didn't have the courage that I had always said I did. Uh -huh. I mean, I, I could stand a murderer down in a courtroom. Yeah, um, as you have and, many times. But I thought to myself, I should be able to control this. Of course. And I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And then, to top it off, everybody was talking about it. So instead of... And then you acted, you played the, this doesn't bother me at all. Oh, that was a big old lie. Uh-huh. I read everything... That everybody said. That everybody said. Yeah. Every mean thing. I noticed what it felt like um, when people said, oh, you're so pretty. Gosh, if you'd only be able to lose a little weight, I used to pretend that it didn't matter to me. I think that's that boisterous, loud, overcompensating star that some people came to know and love and some people came to say, oh, please get out of my way. Did you do this too? Because this happened to me when I, I was at my heaviest and my heaviest was uh, in 1992, I think 237. And what I saw, what I realized now is the jewelry got bigger. The hair. The hair got bigger. Lashes the got longer. The eyelashes got longer. Uh -huh. And the nails, and I the, mean. Yeah, everything. This, do you know this is the first time since I've been doing television that I've worn my natural nails because I'm confident enough to not need big, long acrylics? Wow. And I, I did it for the first time this past week. Wow. This first time. Still now. So are you still growing into or absorbing what it means to be your real thin self? I'm still 300 pounds in my head some days. Mm -hmm. This morning, I was a little off kilter. I was a little late getting up. And I'm always up at 6 AM. But I realized that we were going to talk about this. And it scared me a bit. Really? Even though you and I probably had had a conversation yeah. before, I just, it scared me. So what scares you about it? What this scares you about just opening up? What scares you about it? Disappointing people. Wow. Um, 
You know, when I was a little kid and I would get um, uh, chastised by my parents, I, I longed for a whooping instead of hearing my mother say, you have disappointed me. Uh. And if I disappoint you, I feel like a failure. But how I, could you disappoint us if you tell us the truth? Because your truth that sets you free sets so many other people free, too. How could you disappoint us? I learned that, but I would not be telling you the truth if I didn't tell you it still scared me. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that why you didn't tell the truth in the beginning about the gastric bypass? That's why I didn't talk about it. Uh -huh. You know, the people who were in my life, they all knew. I mean, I went to them individually and told them what I was doing. A lot of people were scared because the surgery is a drastic step. But publicly, I had refused to talk about it. And I mean, refused to talk about it. And people who loved me, and I knew they loved me and had my best interest at heart, would say, Star, it's not a bad thing. You can admit it. And I couldn't. I just put my head in the sand. I was defiant. I actually had friends, one, one group of friends, quote, advisors sit in a room with me. And when I was writing a book, they said, you should say it here. This is a great opportunity. And these are the people who loved me and wanted the and best had your best interest, yeah. And I said, I'm not talking about this. And if you bring it up again, I will fire everybody. Wow. That's how in pain I was. Well, that's how to get people to shut up. And then, and... <laughs> Nobody's gonna tell you anything and, and once you say that. that's the worst part. Yes. And that's what I think I did in pushing people away. And I think the audience felt that, that they were being pushed away also. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, I didn't need to hide. Mm -hmm. And I really felt I did. I was ashamed. You were ashamed. I was ashamed. That's a word that is actually the real word. I was ashamed that I couldn't control my weight that I was an addict for all practical purposes, that I had never stuck to a real diet, mm -hmm. that I'd never stuck to a real exercise program, and that when confronted by my doctor, and the doctor said, if you don't make changes, you will die. I had no choice. When you hear people say, oh, you took the easy way out, I would have longed for an easy way. It was not an easy way, it was this, the hardest struggle of my whole entire life. And I still struggle. I wish that I had the strength and the courage to have faced my own demons mm. so that I could have allowed someone to help me. Mm. That's really where it was. I didn't have that courage. If I had been stronger, mm -hmm. then I could have let people in. And did you not have that courage because Ultimately, what I thought as a viewer is that you were exactly what you just told us, that you were ashamed. And I wasn't thinking ashamed of the weight because I really believed you, along with so many other people, when you were saying that you were fine being overweight. I thought you were ashamed of gastric bypass. I thought you were ashamed to say, I did it this way and I didn't, you know, work out every day and I didn't, you know, do the diet route. I thought you were ashamed of oh, that. Oh, but that would have been the easiest thing in the world is to say it was gastric bypass. I mean, I can give you chapter and verse about the surgery. Uh-huh. The harder thing was admitting that I was selling a bill of goods for those years, those uh -huh. last years. I didn't, I didn't want to talk about it at all. Because talking about it made you not be the big, bold, brazen star that we had come to know. Talking about it made you 
not be as confident, as in control? I didn't know who I was. Mm. I didn't know who I was going to be. I had no idea. Since I'm 18 years old, I've never worn anything that started with a one. Mm. I, I wore a size 20, a size 22, a size 24, a size 26. I had never, so I didn't even know who I was going to be. I don't think that people understand what 300 pounds means. That's Shaquille O'Neal, and he running up and down the basketball court. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's seven foot 900. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. And I was the same weight. Right. So for me, emotionally, mm -hmm. I knew that I had to lose the weight, but I didn't realize I should do therapy. And that's what I did. I got into very intense therapy, and I started to lose the weight here. Mm -hmm. And then I felt like I could talk about it. I remember on the day of the surgery, you walk in and you get up on the table yourself. So I was weighed, and it is the biggest, most industrialized scale you have ever seen. It is as if they were weighing meat or livestock. And I said to myself, I swear an oath to God, if I make it through this surgery, I will never see something like this again. So what was the weight for you? You mentioned earlier that you were depressed in the year where you seemed your happiest on TV, where things are, you were the most popular and getting the most attention. You would go home, eat. That year, you gained 75 pounds. I'd go home alone. You'd go home alone. I'd go home alone. I could be invited to all kinds of things but it's still go home alone. Let me ask you this. Uh, your dating and marriage to Al was so public. Yeah. And do you think that if you were your current thin self, you would have made the choice for him? I have never even thought about that. I think I would have um, because I was very happy and what was attractive was still gonna be attractive. Mm -hmm. But I was a different kind of woman to date. I was your fun, smart, uh, witty, mm -hmm. life of the party kind of girl. Mm -hmm. I was never the one that you would go, mm, that's what I'm talking about. I had never had those kinds of experiences. With men? With men. Because I've, you've been... You've been wearing a size 20 since yes. you were 18. I mean, I've all, I had a boyfriend. I would have people who were attracted to me, but it was never with desire. Desire. It was never with desire. Yes. And it was nice as, as I changed to experience it. So you had already started to lose weight when you met him? I had the surgery way before yeah. I, um, I, I met my ex-husband. It was... And I told him right away. But... As I lost weight, I changed. And... Um, How? There was less of me to hold. Mm -hmm. uh, and I became more confident. Mm -hmm. and Really I, confident. I mean, and, and more secure. Mm -hmm. That um, I could step out of the shell and not, not feel like uh, I needed to accept anything. I needed to be my true self. Mm -hmm. And that's where I am now. And I'm learning every single day. There's some new stuff to, to learn every single day. 
So are you different? I mean, who are you in this body? You know, obviously, I understand intellectually, spiritually, you are the same person. But your perception of who you are is different. And how is that different when you lose another whole person? You lose another whole person. Mm -hmm. And you try to find your way, at least I have. You try to find out who the authentic you is inside of you. And then you accept every single thing, the blemishes and all. I don't try to be perfect. Um, like I said to you, I woke up with anxiety this morning. And then I got rid of it because I said, I'm going to just be me. And whatever You're doing out, that very well, may I say. <laughs> You're doing that very well, really. Whatever comes out, it's at least what you see is what you get. Star was there when I opened my school in January 2007, uh, along with, you know, lots of other uh, wonderful friends. And I saw you, uh, I think, the morning before New Year's Eve. You were on the way to the pool. You were wearing this swimsuit, and you had this lovely see-through cover thing on. And I, your legs, your body, I could not tell, like, what happened to all that skin. Now, that, you will laugh, had a lot to do with Pilates. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> you know, the first 75 pounds is directly attributable to the surgery. Yeah. But remember, I had 160 to lose. And the doctor recommended that I do Pilates or some sort of stretching yoga class immediately after I recovered. So, so you didn't have to cut off a lot of skin? No, actually, the um, uh, only surgery that I've ever had afterwards was I couldn't get rid of the stomach, the mm -hmm. full stomach. I'd gotten rid of all of the, the, the fat, but I couldn't get rid of the skin here. So adamaplasty, which is commonly referred to as a tummy tuck, uh -huh. that was because that's also not a healthy thing to have skin hanging here. And then for vanity's sake, I had the boobs lifted because they went like pancakes. They did. And I'm, that's for vanity's sake because nobody needed to have them lifted. They make enough bras, Victoria's Secret, to lift them. But I lifted them. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I mean, I've not done anything on the arms. I've not had to do anything on my legs, which I'm... Because you were still young and still had some and, elasticity. And the skin went right back. After the, the first eight weeks after the surgery, Oprah, um, I was on the Pilates machine for the first time, and I couldn't lift my legs. And you know they have those pulleys. Mm -hmm. I couldn't lift my legs. Um, there's an exercise that you do called the hundreds, yeah, where, where you, you lift yourself yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. here. Yeah. I couldn't get through two, much less 100. Really? And Because? I was breathing. I mean, remember, I was yeah. still eight weeks out, so yeah. I had lost maybe 25 pounds. But still, you know, 280-something pounds. I was just too big, and I wouldn't quit. I did it five days a week. I wouldn't quit. I was too heavy to start with the treadmills and all that, and I knew I wasn't going to stick with that. So I did something that at least encouraged me, mm -hmm. and as I did it, I... Remember, my, my gym pants started to fall off a little bit. And I started to cry because I knew it was working. Isn't that a great feeling? And as I went through, I got down to 200 pounds, and then I started cardio. And I've added things in. The arms come from the little tennis uh -huh. um, and uh, keeping up with some weights. I'm not obsessive. I don't want anybody to think that, you know, you have to pay a whole lot for a gym membership. As long as I... Do you I still eat bacon? I had sausage this morning. Okay. 
So I understand you were at the supermarket recently and there was a tabloid and you saw yourself on it with the bathing suit. Oh, gosh, this can... They, they can reduce me to tears. And Even I... Even now? Especially now. Okay. I've worked so hard and... Because when you were 300 pounds, you weren't crying and about I, it. And you know I, I wore swimsuits and sat out on the beach. That's and, what I could not believe. I know, but what was I going to do? Stay in the house? It was hot. So okay. I wore a swimsuit. That's why I couldn't believe you were wearing swimsuits when you were 300 pounds. But I was 300 pounds. You couldn't hide anything. There's nothing worse than being 150 pounds and then having a little pocket right here and having a tabloid take a picture of it and put it on the front. So that still upset you. You saw that. Well, no, I went to the grocery store and I was buying. What really ticked me off was I had all these vegetables in the cart and mushrooms, and I was going to make a fresh dinner, and it was. So wonderful, and I walked up to the checkout stand, and on the front cover is me in an unflattering um, position. You were bending over, I was like bending to pick up over, and they shot me from the side. And I remember putting that that swimsuit on that morning, and how happy I felt when I put it on. I remember it like it was yesterday, and they could reduce such a wonderful moment to something. Horrible, and I, I was so depressed, but I didn't eat. But you didn't eat. I didn't eat. So normally you would have eaten at another years time. Years and your, years ago, I would have, I would have eaten. So when people were saying things about you when you were, two hundred eighty and three hundred pounds, that did that bother you? Um, the late night comics, mm -hmm. crushing. Crushing. Yeah. Um, they are, and we pretend that it doesn't matter, yeah. and it hurts. It hurts every single time. So now that you're in this body, how does it affect the way you handle yourself, the way you are with men, the way men react to you, the way other people react to you? Obviously, people change the way they react to you. You know, Oprah, when you have, when you have gastric bypass, they, they insist you see a bunch of different doctors, one of which is a therapist. They don't insist you keep up with the therapy, which they probably should. Mm -hmm. So you only have to see them once to get approved. Mm -hmm. And I, so the therapist said to me, you're not going to have any problem following the program. You're not going to have any problem doing what you're supposed to do because you've made up your mind. Your biggest problem is going to be how you respond to others reacting to the new you. Okay. And that was the first and only session. They got me right away. And they were right. I had never had a guy, you know, ogle me in yes. that way. Go, mm. this. And on, a, on an airplane recently, I went into the bathroom to change because I had to give a speech at the other end and wouldn't have time to change. And this gentleman said, you got into that dress in that bathroom in an admiring way. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, that had never happened before in my life. Wow. You seem quieter to me. You don't have to be as loud. I don't have to be as loud. I don't have to be as boisterous. I don't have to uh, be the center of attention. You seem calmer. I'm healthy. Mm. Oh, I can breathe. I can walk upstairs. The elevator went out in my building. Uh, and I, have on, I live on the 10th floor. And three years, four years ago, I um, took a, a hotel room because I couldn't walk up the stairs when the elevator went out. Um, when it went out, in the last year, I walked the stairs. And when I got to the top, 
it was like the biggest accomplishment. Like victory, victory. To get to the top of some stairs. Oh, girl, I was breathing hard, now be clear. <laughs> <laughs> and cussing at the people. <laughs> but I felt so good. I felt so good that I could walk those stairs. And, and do I regret not being strong enough to share everything right away? Yes. But would I take it back? No, because I'm healthy here today. Yeah. Because I did it that way. Yeah. I got emotionally strong while I got physically strong, and now I can sit here and talk to you. Oh, thank you, Star. That's so great. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. <laughs>